Hey there, and welcome to Surrounded by Witnesses. I'm your host, Marcy Hess. In each episode, it is my desire to make you aware of the witnesses all around us who are running their race with perseverance, eyes fixed on Jesus, and all the while pointing to the greatness of God and His redemptive power in their everyday lives. Do you have what it takes to run the race with endurance? Join us as we talk about how God gives us strength each day to endure and find hope in the everyday. Well, hello there. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited you're here and I can't wait to get started with this conversation as normal. I have somebody amazing with me today and I think you're going to be blessed and edified in our conversation. So let's get to it. My guest today is Susan McPherson and uh, Susan is a lovely lady who has been in uh, ministry for about 19 years and has this passion for um, serving and equipping women in ministry and whatever it takes to help promote uh, their desire to love God. And so she created this amazing new website called God Girl Nation, which is, uh, she's the founder and the president. We're going to hear a little bit about that. She also currently works as the author acquisitions team on the author acquisitions team. How do you say that over and over? Um, for David <laughs> C. Cook. Yes, it is. Um, and that's a Christian publisher that works with churches and, and they develop resources to teach and make disciples for Christ. And in addition to that, she travels, she speaks, she sings, Things, and she brings the word of God to life through her message of hope in Christ. And she's authentic through that so that women of all ages can connect to Christ. So I'm excited to chat. She has been married to her husband, Chip, for 29 years, has three adult children, is a college sports fan, and uh, I'm super excited. So we connected through she speaks women's conference this summer and i've just been uh loving following along and just chatting with you here recently so susan thanks for being with me and i am super excited to get chatting with you oh marcy it's so great to be here with you too i feel like we just clicked the minute we met <laughs> we did and uh we have um similar passions uh for ministry and serving women so it's just great to be here with you. So thanks. Yes. It's an oh, honor. Thank you. Thank you. Well, tell me, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Mine were just the, sure. the bullet points. Tell me the fun stuff. Oh, sure. Um, not sure how much fun it'll be. I can be kind of boring, but <laughs> I, I, I grew up, my husband and I both grew up in Ohio and raised our kids in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. And we now live in the Nashville, Tennessee area, which is, we've been here a couple years. So we love that. Um, like you said, we have our three grown children. And it's funny when, whenever I hear somebody talk about how long I've been married, I always laugh because my husband always teases me and he, every anniversary and how long have we been married? And I'll say, <laughs> well, 29. Is that all? <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, we're loving the empty nest. Two of our kids are still in college. Two, our two youngest are girls. Um, and our son graduated and he's working away. He's in the real world. So it's a lot of fun. That is good. It's a good transition. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes. We're, we're kind of there. I have two adult ones and then one still left at home. So we see, oh. we see all that coming and we're getting a taste, but boy, I tell you, it's been far harder than I thought. I should have studied up for this, this season of life. Marcy, it's so hard. I'll tell you when I had the hardest time was kind of that transition in junior high and then mm. kind of the letting go of them then when they were still yeah. at home, that was really hard. And then 
when they all fly the coop. It's just a whole different season for yeah. us mamas, especially. So. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. that gets right to my heart for sure. Me too. Well, I want to hear about your passion with women's ministry. And um, so tell me, where did that even begin? What motivated you? Why women's ministry? Tell me a little sure. bit about that. Sure. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about my faith journey and, yeah. and that will kind of explain a lot of things. I grew up in the church. Um, my mom, she got me involved in choir at, in first grade. So I was heavily involved um, at church um, and just loved being around that environment, knew Jesus. Um, but then as I grew older and uh, turned into a teenager, I started to kind of walk away from my faith and just mm -hmm. really didn't have a full grasp of what it meant to be saved by Jesus. And um, went into college and had some somewhat wild years, nothing crazy, but I did have a good time, Marcy. <laughs> um, and I really didn't think anything about my faith other than I believed in God. And I thought all I needed to be was a good person. And that was really it. And so I kind of got lost in some things that weren't healthy for me. Yeah. And, um, and then until I my husband and I got married and started having children. Uh, and that was when I really started to turn back to my faith. I, I kept thinking, oh, I want to raise my kids in church like I was raised in church. Yeah. And um, so we started going to a church. We lived in Baltimore. We started going there and I started singing again. And then when we moved to the Cincinnati, Ohio area where we raised our family, um, I just started getting involved um, with music and women's ministry. And just, I was surrounded Marcy by incredible women who mm. really poured the word of God into me. And so that. when I look back and I think about my Sunday school teachers, I can name them. I can yeah. name Barb Steck, Juanita Roberts, Mary June Durst, my choir director. And then all my friends, as I became an adult and really started to get involved, that really showed me what it was to follow Jesus and to be saved and mm -hmm. what the cross really meant to me. And, um, and I ended up going, being encouraged to go to a three-day retreat and um, it's called the walk to Emmaus. I don't know if you're familiar with mm -hmm. it, but it, it was through um, the denomination, the United Methodist church that I was involved in at the time. And it was an unplugged weekend where um, a group of women came together. Some of us were what they call pilgrims or participants or, and the other women just showed us agape love, just pure love mm. from God. And it was really the first time I ever felt that tangible love that Jesus pours out to us. And that's when things just really ignited in me and I was on fire and I was determined to serve God. And mm. as I kept walking um, through that journey, I just recognized the impact that the other women had on me. And yeah. I wanted to do the same and I mm -hmm. wanted to encourage others to do the same. So, so that's when I got involved in the women's ministry team. And it just, it just has been such a blessing and I've never really lost that passion. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I totally resonate that. And, and that's the reason for this podcast was the same idea was, man, I I'm so grateful for those ladies who came alongside. And, and I just think 
I, I just thank the Lord that he knows so perfectly because I have no idea where I would have been had those ladies not been straight with me, had they not been loving to me, had they not taken me aside and, exactly. you know, it's, yes. that's amazing. That's yes. amazing. And even sometimes hard conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Where they've had to hold me accountable and yes. kind of set me straight. And I, I'm so grateful for that. So yes. grateful for that. <laughs> Total side note. I remember a friend, you know, going through a very difficult season of my own life. I, I was divorced from my husband at the time. We've since been remarried, but but she just came and said, I love you, girl, but you just have to know 90% of what you're doing right now is outside God's plan. And I love you enough to tell you. And at the time mm-hmm. I did feel a little wounded. And at the very same moment, I felt more loved by this woman. Cause I thought no one has been willing to say those things to me that, you know, other people I think thought it, and maybe they mm-hmm. hem hot around it, but she was right. so bold with me. And I, I've just always respected that. And, and I want to model that for other people, loving kindness and truth at the same time. Oh, I agree. And what she did was, I'm sure, not easy for her. No, she sobbed it's, through the whole thing. I bet she did. Yeah. I know. I, I've been in her shoes and I've been in your shoes, of course, yeah. in that situation. And it's really hard. But yeah. like you said, there's a little wounding, but then that heals really fast when you mm-hmm. start realizing that, oh, she was right. Yeah. 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 So good. So tell me, how does that lead to God Girl Nation? Which is (laughs) so exciting. It's so fun. Um, So I work for David C. Cook, a Christian publisher. So about, I want to say about five years ago, they had charged me with creating um, a network of women's ministry leaders. And um, I really enjoyed that but I wanted to expand it. And I thought I'm going to do something on my own. Mm. I really want to create a community of women, not just women's ministry leaders, but all women to encourage them to serve in their gifting Mm -hmm. and to really just kind of lock arms together and encourage each other. And um, that's where the idea for God Girl Nation came. Now, I will be honest, there were some different versions of this that (laughs) did not get off the ground. I don't, I'm sure some of your listeners can relate. We all have these grandiose ideas and then things don't kind of work out, but, um, and different names of the ministry. But when I started meeting, I actually had met some of uh, the ladies on my team at She Speaks, Mm -hmm. which is where you and I met. Um, and we started talking and they wanted to be involved and then really things just started to, um, happen and we really officially kicked it off this year. And I think we're up to 247 women in our community. That's wonderful. And, um, yeah, and it's really fun and it's encouraging and I love hearing what others are doing out there. And I'm just prayerful that what they're sharing will rub off yeah. on, on others. Um, so that they'll decide, Oh gosh, I, I think the serving God could be really great. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me just dig in and see where God's calling me. So, yeah, well, I can attest to that. And, and I know, uh, you know, you have your podcast that kind of go along that and you introduced your crew mm-hmm. at the beginning and they seem quite delightful and amazing ladies that just have a passion for Jesus. And, and that's, it comes through very well. So I'm excited oh, to see where that goes. Thanks. They're just like you. I feel the same about you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You've just, you've just been so faithful and, and your story and your journey just inspires so many. So, well, God is good. Cause I can attest. I fought him most of the way. It seems. <laughs> I know. 
I'm, just, I'm so thankful he puts up with me. My goodness, I think. Me too. Oh, me never too. ending patience. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, well, so the mission statement of your God Girl Nation is a movement to empower, encourage, and build a community of women who serve God with contagious joy. So help me, help me unfold that. I love the statement, sure. but now what, tell me what that means. Sure. So what we decided to do is just kind of dig into God's word really establish our four foundational principles. So they are, um, God calls us to engage in his word. God calls us to serve. God calls us to community and God calls us to build a legacy. So we really wanted to hone in on all of those principles with biblical content that supports that. And, um, and just really direct women to to just follow those principles so that you just want to celebrate who mm. God is yeah by serving others you know Jesus came not to be served but to serve yeah and and that really when you start to step out in faith and serve others it really is you just become so motivated and on fire to continue. And you want others to have that as well. And I I feel like just by stepping out in faith and doing um, even the little steps, sometimes God just calls you to do little things and you take that first step and then it's like, oh, I like this. And it's contagious for yourself. And then others see that and it becomes contagious as well because they see that joy. And yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I, I was thinking about that. Um, the next thought I had was just asking you about what does it look like for a woman to serve God in her community? And it just reminded me that, you know, we, we can look at it one of two ways where we can say, I'm tired. and I don't have energy mm-hmm. to right. give. And it becomes a job, a chore, um, a drudgery that we have this issue that we have to serve as we have to. And yet when we're soaking, engaging in God's word has how you put it, that gives us the ability to serve our community. Right. And so we're, we're loving God by loving on these people God's put around us rather than just um, doing one more thing on my checklist. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's the living word. There's energy you get from God's living word mm. and you tap into the strength of the Holy spirit. And it just uh, engaging in God's word and prayer are the two essential elements for all of us, because it truly is the yeah. living water that just provides us the energy and um, the motivation to continue. And I, I, have met so many incredible women, you included, through my work and through my ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple examples, uh, how it looks to serve. Um, there's one woman that I met whose son uh, is in prison for life. Oh, gosh. And it just upended her and her husband and their whole life. I mean, it just was devastating, devastating. Well, she took that and she decided she's going to do prison ministry and she's been oh. doing it for years and it's changed everything for her. Yeah. And her son is doing it within the prison. Mm. So that's one way it can look. I mean, you can have just some hard things and you know, Marcy, yeah. there are some hard, hard, heartbreaking stories. Yeah. Um, 
but God will use those stories. And, And if you pay attention and you walk out in faith and serve, um, within some of those heartbreaking stories, it's amazing. It's changed her life and it's, it's brought joy back into her life. Um, that's beautiful. I think of, you know, other women who have specific talents. I remember, um, I remember seeing a ministry and it was a young woman who was really good at knitting. And she has this whole ministry where she knits these amazing hats for children with cancer. And I think some of them had like Disney princess hair and just beautiful. And and she shared the gospel too, you know, she was Mm -hmm. a Christian ministry. And I think of that, that can look like something simple like that, a, Mm -hmm. a, a craft that you do, or there are all kinds of ways. So many women feel like they have to be doing something really big and grandiose. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be that way. There yeah. are small ways we can serve that God is calling us. And sometimes those are the most impactful. Absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just who's, who's next door, right? God didn't, exactly. he calls me to go to just the people that he's placed around me, not, and, and sometimes it is grand and sometimes it's big and you're the one up on the stage, but how many people right. do we know that do that? It's only a handful, right? It's right. the mo- majority of us, we go to our neighbor, to our coworker, to our, you know, the people God's put in our small little group the, that, that we can encourage and, and minister to. And I think it's easier to be vulnerable in those spaces too, to be open and honest with people about those struggles that we've gone through, because in that, then that's where God's light shines through me, but I can't. I can't do that necessarily from the biggest stage because I can't relate to everybody, but right. just in those one-on-ones or those small groups where I can share that story, it, it just gives a huge opportunity for God to do something great. I oh, love that. It does. Absolutely. And we, one of the things um, that I heard on TV a couple of weeks ago, it was somebody promoting his book and I thought he said something really amazing. He said, um, you know, we don't suffer well sometimes. Mm. And um, one of the things that I think is so impactful for others, just like you said, is when we can empathize. um, And I believe that's a big part of why God allows us to suffer so that though in the future, when he puts someone in your life that maybe experiencing something similar, you're there to empathize and you're there to walk them through that. And it's so powerful. So uh, one of the things that I've learned um, that was a hard lesson to learn in my worst seasons um, was that I need to learn to embrace the suffering as a way that God is molding me to be more like Jesus and, and for preparing me for future ministry and service. So, um, yeah. It's such a good reminder. That is hard to remember in the middle of those. Oh, it is. <laughs> downtime. It is terrible. <laughs> I, I'm so impatient. I'm always telling God, just, can you just teach it to me in a hurry? It's just zap me with what you need me to have. <laughs> Don't make exactly. me go through all this. <laughs> I know. And sometimes I'm just stubborn and it takes yeah. a while. So. <laughs> oh, amen to that. Yes, I, sure. I definitely, but I do think, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing it is allowing God. I think one of the, one of the big things that we 
we struggle with is that the enemy likes to silence us and think no one else needs to know, or they would never understand. So if I shared my story, they would never understand. And the truth is all of us feel that way. And, and as soon as I, I allow that suffering to create in me a heart that has a passion for someone else. And then I allow God to use that where I can share that. The first right. few times I shared my story, I was sweating so oh, bad, yeah. dripping. My stomach was in knots. I could hardly breathe because it was, it hurt. It was deep, you know, and there were still things I was working through. And yet every time I shared it, I just knew God was using that. And what a great way to redeem all the yucky stuff that happened. And now in these seasons where I just think, God, you're so good. I can tell the most horrifying situations that happened in my life with a smile because I know you're good and you redeem, right. you know? So I just love when we allow ourselves to to see that and then to not be fooled by the enemy to think I have to keep this silent. I cannot tell exactly. anybody how my suffering looked. Exactly. So. It's so interesting. I had a conversation with a friend recently who um, sometimes struggles with um, the hypocrisy mm. of some Christians yep. and, and, um, and, you know, sometimes the oh, they seem so perfect, but they're really not, you know, I try to explain, well, you know, we're all sinners in need of a savior. (laughs) And, um, and one of the things that I think is so effective for people who are non-believers or seekers or wherever they're at for all of us is that, um, when you do share, when you are willing to really put it out there, there's someone listening that's going, that's me. Mm. And look at her. That's me. It's happened to me before. Yeah. I I remember I used to go to the women of faith conferences. Do you remember those? Darcy? Uh They were really impactful for me. And I I remember it was, gosh, I was probably in my early thirties, late twenties, early thirties. And I really had this problem with fear and anxiety Mm. really bad. I remember my husband had won a trip to Paris and we had, I think two little ones at the time. And I just, I couldn't leave them. I didn't want to get on a plane. I was Mm. terrified, terrified to get on a plane. And you know, that's not a a woman of faith, really. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, I I think do not fear is in the Bible hundreds of times. Yes. And, um, but I could not get over it. I remember sitting at a women of faith concert or conference and Sheila Walsh was speaking and it was all on fear. And I remember sitting there and she spoke of her struggle and all of a sudden it was like, it lifted. Yeah. It was just this, Oh, I get it now because she explained her story that I could relate to and how she overcame it. And along with the biblical context that came along with her talking and her speech, but it was just incredible. So it's always a blessing when, uh, when you're transparent, I think with your story as hard as it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we certainly just don't want it to go to waste. If I'm going to go through that, I want God to use it. Exactly. Amen to that. (laughs) Well, so we've sort of touched on that, but tell me, what what do you think is this common thought that keeps women from thinking they're equipped to serve or, or that God would even use them? Oh, I think, I think the enemy just speaks little lies in their head all the time. That's why it's so important to know God's word. Mm -hmm. So you can fight that off and you know the truth. Yeah. Um, I think 
we expect too much of ourselves. I think women get really nervous about, oh, I don't know the Bible well mm-hmm. enough. Um, with my job, I've worked with uh, Sunday school teachers and and uh, children's directors, and and they the children's directors have a lot of trouble getting volunteers because people don't feel equipped. Yeah, and God really does equip when He calls you. Yeah, um, and just the expectation on yourself should only be that you're going to trust God mm. and don't put the pressure on yourself. I don't know the Bible well enough, or, you know, I don't, I didn't memorize any verses or, you know what, that'll come and yeah. God'll provide. Um, so I, I just really think we talk ourselves out of it. And I think it's the lie of the enemy to mm-hmm. just keep us from doing what we're really made to do. Yes. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that's so true. And I think busyness would you agree? Gosh, we're so dang busy. And we, and it is, it's part of that expectation too, that we should have it all together. The kids should be in a thousand sports and they should be amazing at all. Their homework should be a plus work. We should, our house should be stellar clean. We, you know, I mean, my goodness, (laughs) just constant. We just can't keep up with that, you know? So then, then I think that's where it leads back into how can I serve? I don't have time. I'm exhausted because I'm so overtaxed. And so um, burned out with busyness too. And just learning to rest, engage in God's word, just resting in that, just trusting in that. It doesn't mean your kids can't do sports and those kinds of things, but is that where my identity lies or am I building that identity for them? You know, right, right. that's a frightening thing. <laughs> I know. I know. And I've seen that. Let me tell you. Um, I think we really need to manage our priorities and be very intentional. You can serve your kids. Mm. You can serve your kids. Yeah. One of the things um, I just, my, my son's girlfriend asked me this question and um, she, my kids were all big readers. And she said, how, how did your kids become such good readers? I said, well, I read to them every night, either I did or my husband did, or we, you know, divided and conquered. Yeah. And, um, you know, reading the Bible or reading Christian books or, you know, that's serving. Yeah. And, and most parents so good. tuck their kids in at night, take that time and read scripture or get, you know, an age appropriate mm-hmm. Christian book that's serving. Mm. That might be where you're called in that season. Yeah. But we need to be intentional, especially in our families. We can't just leave it up to Sunday morning mm-hmm. and Sunday school. Yeah. And so I feel like that is a priority that God has placed in your life. And that's where you can serve during that season. It's really, people make it too complicated. Yeah. You know, it goes back to the expectations and be realistic with yourself and don't sure. beat yourself up. Yeah. Well, it it makes me then even think, um, so our one that's at home is uh, 13 going on 25 and she, (laughs) oh my goodness. Oh, and it's a girl too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And so she's in that stage where she wants to stay up late. And I remember hearing a James Dobson thing years ago that said, Hey, when your kids hit that age and they want to stay up late, you stay up late because that's when they want to talk. And I always struggle with that because I like going to bed early and I I want to get up early. So, you know, it doesn't work with a teenage lifestyle, but but I feel like that when there's those nights and we agree like, Hey, this night we're going to stay up till whatever. And she's still young enough. I can sort of dictate that, but right. 
you know, just what you're saying, even I'm serving her in that this, I'm a love on you. We're going to spend this time. What are we going to do during that time that we're awake? And you know, how are we going to hang out? Cause I'm kind of zombie ish. So if we're going to do something, it's gotta be, I can't sit on the couch with you or I'm asleep. So I want to play a game. <laughs> are we going to go out somewhere? What are we going to do? But that's great. That's such a good, it's such a good reminder. We, why do we make it so hard? <laughs> you know, we, we need to stop doing that. And yes. I have done it so many times to myself. And I just encourage all of the women listening to give yourself a break yeah. and really recognize where you really are serving yeah. and, and just um, serve with thankful hearts. And even if it's in the smallest ways in your eyes, it's really, they're all big ways in God's yeah. eyes. Yeah. Sure. And, and I don't think we see, I think if we'd stop and look at the other side of the people that we sit with, of somebody we have coffee with, the neighbor we visit with, I think it means something to them too. And if we would stop and just go, you know, yes. that was a great conversation. I'm glad I could plug in with the elderly couple across the street and I could chat with them for an hour or so and just check in on them. You know, those things mean something to people when we give time, because none of us have time. Right. So if you spend time I think there's value in that and just reminding ourselves that that's, that's good. It doesn't have to be a three point sermon. It can just right. Amen. <laughs> love on people, love on that's people. Right. I mean, yeah. think about Jesus and how much he loved on others and yeah. You know, he yeah. was present. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you watched the, the chosen series that just came out. Did you I get to have, watch I started watching oh. it. I, I love that whole concept of the chosen and how yeah. they've been able to finance yes. that program. We're actually, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this out loud, but we are working <laughs> on a project with them. Oh, that would be so, so great. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. Yes, yes, I will. Well, I have loved that. But one of the things I did, I think they nailed really well was just the humanity part of Jesus that just loved so intensely. And I don't know how you recreate that on you know, as an actor, but just his ability to, to seem like he's seeing into someone and loving them. And I just keep thinking of that when I'm reminding myself, God loves me. And Jesus, he loves hanging out with me. And he looks at me just like he did the woman at the well. And he's like, I'm here. I'm yes. here, you know? Oh, and I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> I, I actually got goosebumps too. Oh my too. gosh. <laughs> God is so good. It's he's so, so good. True. He is good. Well, I, th I think that um, leads me into my next thought was part of your mission statement was um, serving with contagious joy. And I love that thought. So do you think it's really possible? We've kind of talked a little bit about this. Just, you know, we've got exhausting lives. That right. Is it possible that we can serve with contagious joy? It's absolutely possible. And I think if we all just step back and look at what Jesus did for us on the cross, mm. it will give us joy knowing that we can serve him with gratitude yeah. and thankful hearts. And, and there's not enough that we could do to mm. express how grateful we are. Uh, and so um, I like to tap into to that. Yeah. when I'm exhausted and, you know, after this podcast, I need to edit my podcast that, re <laughs> that releases tomorrow. And I'm thinking, I'm really tired. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be up late doing that. I'm like, no, I love doing it yeah. because it's honoring God and it's yeah. honoring the gift of Jesus in our lives. So, um, so just tap into that. Uh, it's, it's not always easy. Ministry can be grueling sometimes. Serving can be grueling, yeah. but just try to step back and think about the why. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the the eyes fixed on Jesus. I I think I actually think I may have heard it during our She Speaks conference this year, and they said um, the exhaustion comes when we're so busy trying to please others and earn our place and be a value. But as soon as we stop and we are in ministry to bless the one, our audience of one, just who, what is, what is Jesus and what can I do to say, you know, to bless his name today. And, and as soon as you change that focus, suddenly I'm like, Oh, I guess if I don't have to impress them, if I don't have to earn their favor, if I'm just doing this because I'm loving on Jesus and he asked me to do it and he's responsible for the results, right? Then, then I can just show up and I can be the person God called me to be. And I can just serve it without expectation, which is hard. I'm not saying that's easy, right, right? But I do think it's that shift in focus too, where we, we just get so, I think it's exhausting. Cause I'm always trying to, I'm a people pleaser. So and I, am I, Marcy. Yeah. And it's oh my exhausting. goodness, it yes. is. <laughs> it really is. I, I'm trying so hard to get over that. I'm yeah. So hard. Yes. I always think about, I love the story of um, when Jesus was walking on water and the disciples were all in the boat yeah. and the storm was there and Peter gets out of the boat and it wasn't, I'm sure an easy, it wasn't easy to get out of that boat. I mean, it was sure. a storm and everything. Right. And, and, um, and then he's focused on Jesus the whole time. And then he, the minute he looks away is when he yeah. starts sinking. Mm. So I always try to think about that, you know, just stay focused, stay focused and, yeah. and you'll, you'll rise. And then I loved what you said about um, Jesus is responsible for the results. Mm-hmm. We can't put that on ourselves. Yeah. That's arrogant. That's, you know, that's, that's not our job. Um, it's, it's, we leave it up to him and it does take away that stress and burden and yeah. all of that, but it's that people pleaser in us. That's mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's hard to let go. Of, it is. It sure is. I love that. Well, how can, how can we encourage women then to be stepping out to serving, even if they're feeling unqualified, if they're feeling afraid, wrap, wrap this all up, summarize for me. Uh, I, <laughs> I would encourage everyone to just do it. You know, the Nike phrase, mm-hmm. just do it. If, if you're at a church and there, there's a volunteer opportunity and you're kind of getting that little nudge in your heart, just step out and do it. Even if yeah. it's just one time, it may not be your thing. It may not be what God's calling you to do. But if you start testing the waters, yeah. then he'll start leading you to that place where he really wants you. And I'm telling you, Marcy, until I really started serving in my community and in my church, I really didn't understand what it meant to really follow Jesus. Mm. And I, I want to be not only a believer, but a follower. Mm. And, and that's what we're called to do. So, and it's just that, that action, you know, love really is an action and stepping out in love for Jesus um, will just continue to motivate you and, and to really kind of hone in on your calling. Yeah. And it's so gratifying. That's so So good. That's so good. (laughs) I love that. Well, I I've really enjoyed this and this has been a good refreshing conversation for me, Susan. I appreciate it. And I just wanted to ask you, you know, how can I be praying for you? And I think as a, as a group of ladies, as we pray for each other, I know as people listen, I, my hope would be that they would take that on as well. So how, how can we be praying for you? I um, so appreciate you asking. Uh, I 
would ask that you pray for discernment um, in my heart. I feel like discernment is is just such a big thing right now in the year 2020. I mm. I feel like there is a lot of things swirling around in yes. our culture and um, and discernment of the truth of God's word, and then discernment for God Girl Nation uh, on where we are called to serve. Um, we're, we're getting some opportunities to do some things, and I always want it to be for God's glory and not mm-hmm. for our glory. We yeah. want to make Jesus famous. And um, so if you could, discernment is really key. To, I love that. To this season. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will definitely be praying about that. Well, before we sign off, if you'll just tell people, tell them, how do we find God Girl Nation? How do we find your podcast? Where, where can we hear more? Oh, great. Thank you. Um, we are at godgirlnation.com. Uh, visit us there. We have a free downloadable um, God Girl Nation handbook that you can download. I do Monday morning devotional videos every Monday at 10 a.m. Central. I'm in, I'm in Tennessee, so I'm central um, on our God Girl Nation community Facebook group page. So please join us there on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, and then I walk through all the scripture verses. I think there are, there are about 45 that I'm walking through each week uh, that you can follow along in the handbook. And we're on Instagram at God Girl Nation. And then you can follow me at Susan, I think it's Susan.McPherson3 on Instagram. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> and I'm on Facebook too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to connect with you all. The big thing is our God Girl Nation community Facebook group page. We would love for you to join us there. Yeah. It's a wonderful community of women who are serving God and just so inspiring and encouraging. Love it. I love that. Well, we'll definitely link those. And again, Susan, I just want to say thank you. This was precious time. I know time is valuable and I just really appreciate it. And I love your passion for Jesus. I love your passion for women and just the excitement that comes from sharing that. So thank you for sharing with us today and being available. Thank you, Marcy. I loved it. If you like what you've heard today, please like and subscribe so you will know each time a new episode is released. Thanks for joining us.